the San Francisco Experience Podcast, brought to you by Jim Herlihy, independent commentary from a Silicon Valley perspective for a global audience, featuring newsmakers, thought leaders, and authors. Season 24, Episode 17, Cape Town to Auckland, the Ocean Globe Round the World Sailing Competition, talking with skipper Tan Raffray and Amy Bridge. The Ocean Globe Race, a round-the-world sailing competition, formerly known as the Whitbread, is a test of endurance, sailing skills, traditional navigational savvy, and discipline. Fourteen ocean-going sailboats originally set out from Southampton on September 16th. There are four legs to the trip, Southampton to Cape Town, Cape Town to Auckland, New Zealand, Auckland to Punta del Este, Uruguay, and Punta del Este to Southampton. We've been following the progress of Neptune, which is Tan's boat, as it sailed into Auckland on December 16th, having left Cape Town on November 5th. Our guests today are Skipper Tan Raffray, who joins us from Auckland, New Zealand, and Amy Bridge from Sebastopol, California. Good morning. Good morning. Morning, Jim. Good morning. Well, Tan and Amy, it's great to have you both back here on the podcast. Again, this is the third podcast that we've done tracking the progress of Neptune since you left Southampton in England on September 16th. So once again, it's terrific to have you both back. First of all, Tan, welcome to New Zealand and welcome to Auckland. And you're just in time for Christmas. So how are you, Bertrand and the crew, and how are you doing? Thank you, Jim. We are really happy to be here for Christmas and to have a long stop because uh, it's now about uh, 80 uh, days of sea, life at sea. <laughs> we were a bit tired and we needed, we needed a stop. But we, were, we are safe. Everybody is all right. We had a thrilling um, Indian Ocean crossing and uh, so happy to be in New Zealand. Oh, wonderful. And Amy, take a moment to tell us about the Parkinson's Awareness Campaign, which is a very special part of Neptune's journey around the world. Absolutely. Well, there are a lot of different aspects to this adventure that Tan and Bertrand and the crew are on on Neptune. The crew is on a mission to help create awareness and hope. The motto, uh, he who dares lives, flies on the spinnaker, which we can talk about later, about living your life in spite of obstacles that come up in your way and roadblocks. Neptune Gagné avec Parkinson is Neptune wins against Parkinson's or with Parkinson's. And this message of hope is through Bertrand, who is afflicted with Parkinson's disease and is a lifelong sailor and has always had this dream of doing this race. And because of Tan and the crew and many others supporting, he's been able to train for this race and be part of the crew of Neptune for the hopefully the duration of the race. He's doing very well. He's been having physicals each step of the way to make sure that he's fit and he looks very strong right now. This adventure, the actual race, is just part of the journey and maybe Tan can talk about that a little bit later, but this is really to try to honor this historic race, the love of sailing, but most importantly to bring awareness and hope to those afflicted with Parkinson's disease and hopefully hasten attention and a cure. Oh, very good. Well, Tan, let me turn back to you. 
tell us about the 7,250 nautical mile sailing journey across the Indian Ocean from Cape Town to Auckland. I think for all of our listeners, as they listen to that statistic, 7,250 nautical miles that you and your crew sailed across the bottom of the world, the Indian Ocean. There are even two French islands down there in that uh, southern Indian Ocean. Tell us about that trip from Cape Town to Auckland, because for most of our listeners, this is the first time that they've actually listened to someone who has single-handedly, or with a crew, made that journey by sailboat. Right. Indian Ocean is one of the beautiful, most beautiful places of the world because it's so wild. So we have to go really far in the south because to just to shorten the, the distance. So we went to the 46 parallel, right, very close to the Kerguelen and the Crozet. That's a very small island. It's a French territory and well known in France because first there is a fishing regulation around and then there is also scientific research on this island. So it's really um, important for the French to, to set there. For the Bretons especially, because there's a lot of Breton people going there. What about Indian? Indian is a very violent and very rough ocean. Hmm. A lot of uh, for generally in the Kerguelen, there is uh, between 30 and 60 knots of wind uh, all time, all year. And you have uh, it's a it's a difficult but very interesting navigation. Mm-hmm. And tell us about the weather on this journey because you you set out from Cape Town on November fifth. You arrived in Auckland, New Zealand, December sixteenth. So for that for those six weeks that you were at sea, almost six weeks that you were at sea, tell us about the weather. What was the weather like? Was it hot? Was it cold? Was it stormy? Uh, tell us how the the weather was for those uh, for the six weeks that you were at sea. In uh, in Indian, it's, it's the Indian is very changing. So you can have, generally you have, um, I would say, about 20, 20, 20, 25 knots of wind all time. It's west wind, of course. When it becomes southwest or northwest, it's because there is a, a low pressure coming. But main winds is west. It's very temperated. But more you go in the south, more colder it becomes. We didn't have any ice, but we had a, a little bit of snow. <laughs> and the temperature in the Kerguelen is about, I would say, uh, 5 degrees Celsius. Mm-hmm. So, But it was all right for us. We, we managed that, and uh, we had a small heater, so we could dry the boat. The most important is to dry the boat because of it's so humid. Uh-huh. But uh, did you have any storms during that trip? Uh, yes, we had two or three storms. There is generally in this part of the world, there is one low pressure every five five days going from Atlantic, uh, South Atlantic to, to the south. So uh, we had approximately a three storm. The first one was just after uh, South Africa. But it, it was uh, not so difficult. So the sea is really rough. Mm-hmm. We had maximum 60 knots of wind, but for, for a very short time. So mm-hmm. we managed it without too much problem. And the boat is really safe. It's a very, very good design. So for us, uh, with this boat, we had no real issue. 
Mm -hmm. Now, when you left Cape Town, you had to make a stop in Port Elizabeth. Tell us about that stop and tell us how Neptune, the boat itself, is actually faring. We we need a stop because we had a tiller issue. So it was announced the tiller inside the boat to check if we want to definitively stop and come back uh, because it's so we were we will be so isolated in the Kerguelen and Crozet. Yes. It's about three thousand miles everywhere. So it can be very difficult to be rescued. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to take any risk of rescue. And uh, so we went back to Port Elizabeth and uh, made a little stop on the dock outside of the club and we could dive check the tiller and make a complete check of all the system. Very good. And I think really wrong, uh, we start again. So it, we have been staying, we stopped uh, about 20 hours. Mm-hmm. Now tell me, Neptune is going to come out of the water in Auckland, New Zealand. What uh, is that for just a general inspection or do you need to do any additional work on Neptune? The boat water, uh, because uh, she needs to be dry to clean and uh, there is fuel leak, so I want to check that everything is good and that uh, we can do the survey. We had heard that your spinnaker was ripped. Have you repaired, have you been able to repair your spinnaker? Yeah, we had a uh, spinnaker. Amy, do you have any additional yes. questions for sure. Tan? Uh, no, my biggest concern at that point was spinnaker. And- Tan, uh, another question. For- the boat is in really, really good shape. As the wind was really strong, we have some little issues. So we have to repair a little scratch in the main fair and the two spinnaker issue. So we're going to repair the spinnaker. Okay. Very good. Now, stay in Auckland is the longest stay. You'll be there until yes. January 14th. The third leg of the trip, you're going to be entering a very remote part of the South Pacific Ocean as you sail from New Zealand to South America. Tan, tell us about the next leg of the trip from New Zealand to South America, because that's a very remote part of the South Pacific. How are you getting prepared for that next leg of the trip? First, we have holidays with the, with the families. That's very important to make up, to go out of the, of the project and the boat. Everybody needs to be a little bit quiet. The boat is almost ready. We did five days of work since we arrived. We are going to put her on the dry and control everything, especially if there is a small leak in the, in the hull, so we have to check that. And we make a complete check of the sails. The boat will, will be about five days on the dry, which we did an engine check too, to be sure to have power. And she's really good shape, so we are in trust. There's no problem. Okay. And tell me, did you have some new crew members who joined you in Auckland? And who are they? Yes. Every leg we change a a little bit. I have a young uh, French man. Uh, We did a lot of uh, exploration, Cap North and Nep and. and Ireland, uh, so he's coming with us. He's 28 years old. I have a cameraman who is coming, Pierre Maxime. He's going to do uh, probably uh, a movie or something like that. He's going to, to be the, the media man on board. And Bruno, who did the first leg with us, he's a very competent seller in those perfect leather boats. So he's coming with, with three different people coming. Very good. How is Bertrand doing? Bertrand is better than the first leg because we had no problem of water and food. So he's a very good chef. Mentally, he's really, really excited. Mm -hmm. He did perfectly for the second leg. He's still the man of the board. Uh (laughs) That's exciting. (laughs) 
because of the weather was stronger and uh, it was more difficult to live on the boat. It was very, very painful. But he said nothing and he said thank you. Oh. So it is incredible. He's the man and an example for everybody because he, he wants to share. And he shares his project, he shares share his volunteer, and he wants to have people showing that you can do it. Uh-huh. So that must be very inspirational for the whole, for you and for the rest of the crew to see him in fighting form and doing well on this second leg of the journey. Is he all set for the third leg from New Zealand to Punta del Este? Is he, is he ready for the Roaring Forties? I don't think it will be different in the 45 too. What is different is the swell is very different because it's a very, it's a very Indian, it's hotter, but, but Indian has yeah, a bad reputation. Maximum of stress is the arrival on the Cap Horn because the Cap Horn is very low in latitude. Mm-hmm. It will be about 55 degrees south. Mm-hmm. There is a low pressure every three days, so we have to calculate the forecast to be at right time on the Cap Horn and probably going fast or slow depending of the the arrival of of the system. What is the distance between Auckland and Punta del Este? It's 4,000 miles, nautical miles. So it's about four weeks of navigation. If you go fast, it's about three weeks and a half, something like that. You can calculate 1,200 by by, by week. Uh So less than four weeks. Less and then 10 days to go to Punta Deste. So, after so three and a half weeks from New Zealand to Cape Horn, and then a week and a half from Cape yeah. Horn to Punta del Este. Yeah, 10 days. About 10 it. days. Okay, very good. 1,000 1, miles, I think, from the Horn Cape to Punta del Este. You leave the Falkland on starboard. Mm-hmm. Well, that's very exciting. Since it's such a, a long leg of the trip, are you taking on any special supplies in New Zealand? Not really, no. No, no. It, uh, honestly, it will be, it will be the, the shortest leg of the race and probably the fastest because of the wind mm-hmm. and the forecast. So in, for, in about one month. Amy, do you have any additional questions for Tan? Yes, Tan, you mentioned Pierre Maxim on the boat. Is he, I know he's a wonderful photographer, is he videotaping uh, the crew of Neptune in action? Yeah, right, yeah. Excellent. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Maxim, we're not a crew member. Mm-hmm. Well, Tan, now that you're in, in Auckland for Christmas, what are your plans for, for Christmas? Are you going to have a, a typical French Réveillon on Christmas Eve in Auckland? I don't know if it will be typically French. Anyway, here it's summer, so it's uh, it's kind of in a <laughs> typically French. But yes, we will be with the family, so um, grandchildren and daughter, and uh, so. Uh, Yes, it will, it will be a mar- marvelous Christmas for so different. Yes. So, so di- and uh, it belongs to the project. Uh-huh. So we know life. All of the other sailboats now arrived in Auckland? Uh, yes, I think that. Uh, no, I think, ex- uh, yes, they are all arrived. They've all arrived. Yeah. Very yes. good. Well, in the remaining few minutes of the podcast, Tan and Amy, what are your closing thoughts for our listeners as we, this is our, as I said, this is our third podcast in recording this epic journey of Neptune from Southampton to Cape Town, Cape Town to Auckland, Auckland to Punta del Este and Punta del Este to Southampton. Tan and Amy, what are your closing thoughts for our listeners as you embark on what is probably the shortest leg of the trip to South America, but in some ways the most challenging leg of the trip as you'll be passing through the Roaring Forties? 
my thought is uh, to do it quickly and but safely. Of course. So I will not take an area and we try to, to be fast, but uh, no risk. So we are going to, to be very, I would say, concentrated on uh, how to manage the boat safely. Very good. Special form. Mm-hmm. And Amy, any closing thoughts uh, on your side? Well, I just wanted to pass along. I know that they are very focused while they are on the boat and maybe a little less connected with the outside world than the rest of us. You are creating a lot of energy and awareness and inspiration. And I wish you best of luck on the next leg. And it's just, it's very exciting to hear that everyone is doing so well and that Neptune is performing as you had hoped. Thank you so much to everybody. It's always a great pleasure. We'll leave it at that. Godspeed and bon vent. And for our listeners, today's episode is number 484. Listen to us on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Pandora, 18 platforms in total. This has been the Jim Herlihy coming to you from San Francisco. 